Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. For most people, it's, you got to take action. You got to just get out there and start doing things. You know, you can read as much as you want. You can see as many YouTube videos as you want, but say you're out there taking action and just doing something like I did in 2012, it's not going to happen for you. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Door Devil. You know what? I need to mention Door Devil. I need to mention Door Devil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. Door Devil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the Door Devil, and Door Devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it, and you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install, but if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you very simple put it inside the door frame of your front door your back door every door you have and you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks it's needed in addition this is my brother's company so it's near and dear to my heart and because it's my brother's company i'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so you can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field you enter the word best ever no space just one word best b-e-s-t-e-v-e-r and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase so go to doordevil.com go buy it enter best ever and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks there are so many testimonials on the website you can read them from police officers from a woman who is being uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband and the door devil defended that attack uh, he didn't get in there's like oh, 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil go buy it defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out 
and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is also the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. With us today, we've got Justin Simmons, who's going to talk to us about his experience and what he's focused on in East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing great. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit more about Justin. He is the managing partner of SNC Home Buyers and focus on construction management and property evaluations. He's a co-founder of the Western Mass Real Estate Investor Club. He buys, rehabs, and sells and rents all types of real estate. And as I mentioned, he's based in Northeast in Massachusetts. With that being said, Justin, will you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? I was started off working for a fence company in a local area, so construction background. At an early age, I bought a two-family house for my family and just kind of loved the idea of the equity that you build in, in real estate and, and how that can go towards long-term wealth and, and uh, also generational wealth, which is what I want for my children. I did the fence company for a while. Uh, it started out in real estate, trying to learn more about investing and you know, it didn't really materialize too much as I was trying to support a family and, and a wife going to college and also being kind of rooted and, and grounded in the, the position that I was in and, and making some good money. So stuck with that too, a little bit too long and actually ended up owning my own fence company and decided after a while just didn't want to work for homeowners anymore, didn't want to go out there and do the grind every day. And my passion was really in real estate. So I just kind of hung up my hat and I had a business partner with the fence company, which was my brother and just kind of just told him, you know, I'm going to have to have you run this on your own and help you when I can, but I need to go after what makes me happy. And so 2012, I, I went out full time in real estate. Haven't really looked back since. 2012, you started full-time real estate. You were leaving a fence company, which it sounds like that was how you got your start in that industry. And I imagine, were you able to financially support yourself at that point and just ride it out until you got your first deal? Or were you having to have your income supplement you? Or were you just eating ramen noodles? Or what were you doing? <laughs> a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I had some fun and definitely uh, creative with my financing as, as a real estate investor, it should be. And also my wife then working, you know, and having her career taken off. So that helped as well. So, yeah, just kind of like a little bit of everything. And then with the real estate, I had already had the education and I had already had the tools that I needed. I just needed to take action. And in 2012, I went to a seminar that just was, kind of like a lighting a fire under my butt and just took off. And within 30 days of that, I had my first project under contract. And within 30 days after that, it was on the market, sold very quickly. And there wasn't really much lag time on, on what I needed to do to create money for myself. At what point into it were you a profitable company? End of 2014, when I partnered up with my business partner, Bob Couture, 2015 just became an unbelievable, it's more than just kind of creating a salary. And it's kind of like now at, in 2015, we just started to build something much more than just a paycheck. It sounds like that was a turning point in your business. 
what skill sets did your business partner bring to table that you didn't have or weren't as focused on? Well, for sure, the marketing was a big part that he brought to the company and also uh, the ability to go out there and search for other things while projects were still moving along. So basically, once I got into a project, whether it was managing it or, or doing work myself or still looking for other projects, you know, a lot of that other networking stuff would really slow down. It's a very important part of our business. So Bob was able to come on and take care of all the marketing, keep the leads generating, and also try to foster new relationships with banks, with attorneys, with agents, and then being able to just go to appointments and meet these people as it's already been set up. So those are two really key things. And then just also somebody else to bounce ideas off of was good. I never thought I wanted another business partner or wanted any business partner in my real estate business, but turned out that I was very, very wrong with that thought. What would you say your top one or two skills are? Problem solving would be definitely number one, and then management of projects would be another. Just kind of just seeing things from start to finish, and these guys have a lot of hard times just seeing how the finish happens, and we can go from one day saying, you know, it looks like we're a month away from being finished to two days later being all wrapped up and ready for pictures, so... That takes a lot of skill to, to put those guys in the positions to help them succeed. Yes, that sure does. That takes some magic pixie dust as well. I'd like to dig in there a little bit. Put us in that scenario. Put us in your shoes. You just heard that the project's running late, and then what do you do? I'll come in and obviously see exactly what their concerns are once I walk through the door. And, you know, things that were supposed to, you know, there's still demo work from day one that wasn't done. And then two days away from pictures or cleaning. And it's just all about, okay, well, you know, stop going from here to there to there. And get one person in the front just kind of plowing the way for these other guys to just keep moving and keep things going. And just knowing how this guy's got a paintbrush with primer on it. Get everything that's got to get primed, prepped, ready, cleaned whatever it needs, and then just allow him to just keep on moving and moving and moving. Same thing with all the projects, the other parts of the construction. You know, if the guy's doing baseboard and there's paper still down on the ground and stuff, well, that's going to distract him from getting the baseboard on. So just that one guy just kind of moved the project along. He's not actually doing anything too constructive as far as the finished work goes, but He's leaving the path for all those guys to just keep working and, and keep moving along. A big part of it is just keeping things neat and clean. You know, if you're tripping over everything, it makes it so much harder. So that's a big thing I try to really focus on is just clean up. You know, it's, people might look at you like you're not doing much, but cleaning up is a huge part of keeping the job moving and keeping things clean and to the right path. Tell us a story of a problem on your last deal that you had to solve? We had a condo that we were working on with a little half bathroom, and we decided that we didn't want to rip out this vanity, but we wanted to change out the top. So we changed out, we took the top off, threw it in the trash, dumpsters are gone, ordered up a new vanity top, did it a plumber, didn't come in until about a couple of days before we were supposed to be ready for pictures and stuff. 
And he comes in and he says, well, we got a problem. we got a 37-inch vanity top, and you've only got 36 and an eighth inches to work with. So he kind of threw his hands up in the air and said, can't do nothing with this. Got to go find a 36-inch vanity top. So I went to just about every distributor I could think of that would have something on hand, and nobody had anything that would measure around 36 inches. It was all 36 and 7 eighths or 37 inches. So I grabbed the... the thinnest one that I could find that doesn't have a backsplash. I brought it out there. I cut open the drywall on both sides to fit exactly how the vanity top would fit in. I put it on an angle, tried to get it in there. It wouldn't work. So I grabbed a palm sander. I sanded the bottom edge of it to put an angle on it. Got up and stood on it. I don't know if I moved the wall or <laughs> if I just put it in there perfectly or what happened, but it went in there. Looked like it grew into that place took a little bit of caulking and we were done. (laughs) Who says you can't fit a square peg in a round hole, right? Exactly. (laughs) I'm a problem solver. (laughs) What are the numbers on that deal? Will you share with us how that went, uh, what you bought it for, how much you put in, and what you sold it for? We haven't sold it yet. That was just two days ago that I I did the the trickery with the the sink. We just put it on the market today. And... uh, we bought that one for 69 we put 20 into it and we're listing it at 125 bought it for 69 you put 20 so 70 plus 20 is 90 and then what are you selling it for 125 so a smaller deal than we normally do is actually a condo in the first condo that we had ever done so the numbers aren't fancy fancy but it was something that was a deal that was brought to us by one of the guys who brings us many deals throughout the year. So we kind of just try to work with those guys and make some lemonade out of some lemons and help people out. How many deals are you doing a year? Last year we did 12. This year we're on pace for 16. And we want to try to probably stay between the 16 and 20 and going forward, at least for, for the meantime, because I think that feels like a comfortable number for the processes that we have in place. And are you fixing and flipping with an end in mind where you reinvest profits into buy and holds, or are you doing something else with the money? Oh, no, absolutely. We're looking to reinvest money into buy and holds and and now looking at big apartment buildings and stuff like that. So gaining capital for the company is a big thing, but we also like to turn our buy and holds into cash out buy and holds rather than the buy and holds that we have to put money out for. Will you elaborate on that? When we try to look at those buy and hold situations, we try to, you know, if we can cash out what we would do on a small rehab and, and pull twenty grand out because we bought it so cheap, rehabbed it, refinanced it, and still have the ability to pull cash out of it. Those are the really good yes. uh, rentals that we'd like to put in for our portfolio. And you've done that before? Oh, yes. What lender do you use to do that? A local savings bank. They used private money to begin with for the rehab, and then we refinanced out to the savings bank in the local area. What were the terms that you gave the private lender? I think we were at 10 and 2 with a one-year contract. Will you explain 10 and 2 for anyone who's not familiar? 10% interest rate and two points on the money right off the bat. So I think we will probably borrowed. Forty-five, maybe 50000 from that lender. And how'd you meet that lender? 
again, through Bob's work in, in sending out emails and making contacts to private money lenders or, or people who were cash buyers in the past and being able to research those people down and then us show them our track record. And now they just keep on calling us for the next deal. I imagine with your track record now, you probably have more money than the amount of deals if you're doing 12 to 16 a year. Is that right? Yes. Have you thought of a way to scale so that you can do more deals or have a way to leverage the private money that you have access to? I don't have the answer to that. We always talk about scaling because putting five or six of them on the books at the end of the year is it's never a fun thing, especially with being in the Northeast and the winter coming up and it makes things more difficult. So we, we don't ever not try to get deals that are accepted. So we're always putting offers out, whether it's between 30 and 70 a month, we're just going to keep on putting offers out as much as possible, which is why it's so important that I'm out there looking at properties rather than at the job sites. And I don't think we, we ever let off the gas pedal at all looking for those properties. It's just how else do we find them? And, and creating new relationships is a big way that we work on that and new relationships and redeveloping old ones and just keep on networking with people to try to get as many deals as we can in a year. I'd love to wholesale more. And then that number could easily go up to 25, 30 if a lot of them were wholesales. Those are the easy ones. Have you done any wholesaling? Yeah, we do a lot of wholesaling. Actually, I tried wholesaling when I first started, and I find it to be pretty true that the best wholesalers are already rehabbing because you know you can pick and choose what you want in a rehab, and you can sell off the other ones to other people who are hungry for them. How many wholesale deals would you estimate you've done this year? This year, I think we only did three of them. Last year, we probably did four of them. So we were a little bit down from what expectations were this year. Based on your background in fix and flip and then a little bit of wholesaling, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? For most people, it's you got to take action. You got to just get out there and start doing things, you know, you can read as much as you want. You can see as many YouTube videos as you want, but figure out there taking action and just doing something like I did in 2012, it's not going to happen for you. Tell us about a deal that didn't go well for you. There was one that comes to mind that uh, was a little bit more than the anticipated first cost. One reason was because we used a new uh, lending service, which was much more expensive than than we'd ever used before on top of purchasing this property in the dead of winter, about a foot of snow on top of the roof and all kinds of other things being hidden by the elements. Then when we got into the house and we were able to rehab it, finding out that we needed a new roof and new siding and the septic was the first septic tank that we had ever done. So learning things on that part of it. That was probably the one that I'd say was probably gave us the hardest time and gave us the least amount of profits, but we still did profit from it. So basically we made a profit, we learned a whole lot, and it was still definitely worth every second that we spent on it. That is a, a fun lesson then, if you learned a whole lot and you still made a profit. That's more than I can say about my biggest lessons learned and perhaps some other listeners. So congrats on that. 
You ready for the best ever lightning round? All right. Well, we shall absolutely do it. First, though, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages and talks to your tenants, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day stuff? Well, there's a better way. And that better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One will have the conversations over the phone with your tenants whenever they have issues. And it's also a way where tenants can pay you directly through an online service. Go to securepayone.com or even better yet, shoot them an email. The email is info, I-N-F-O, at securepayone.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-E-C-U-R-E-P-A-Y. ONE.com and they've got a free 30 day trial for you. Securepay1.com. Best ever book you've read? The E Myth Revisited. Best ever personal growth experience? What'd you learn from it? Um, it was about partnering up with somebody and just learning that uh, 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Best ever deal you've done? I picked up a single family home. From a bandit sign contact that was in tax lien, and the situation was that the uh, the homeowner done owner financing to somebody, and then realized when it was too late that none of the taxes were being paid, and they almost lost it. I was able to not only give them some of the money that they expected back, but also made a, a very hefty profit for myself. What's the best ever way you like to give back? We created a, that community of investors with new and New and old people that come in there and learn, get to share their passion for real estate. And that's the Western Mass Real Estate Investors Group that we started. I feel like that that gives me a lot of satisfaction when when I see those people and and how much fun they have there. Did you start it with Bob? Yes. You're talking about Bob so much, I feel like I know him, so I'm just calling him Bob. (laughs) And how long ago did you two start it? Two years ago. How frequently do you meet, and on average, how many attendees are there? We meet once a month, usually somewhere between 45 and 50 people on average. Does it cost to attend? No. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate? I was not taking action years sooner when I first started learning about it and had the the education to do so and just didn't take the action on it. It was my biggest mistake. And what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Either my cell phone or either by text or by, by, by calling me. That's 413-896-6967. Well, lots of hard-hitting lessons, and I enjoyed your story very much. You started off working for a fence company, then you owned your own fence company, and then you're like, no, no more. I'm going to go do my thing. And then you got some traction after attending a seminar or two and you were doing well but it wasn't explosive growth until you brought on a partner and had that epiphany of 50% of something is better than 0% of nothing and then getting these deals done and the problem solving tips that you conveyed and the management of the projects as well where you went in you basically identified the concerns You then focus the team in one direction and had them knock something out and then go to the next versus the shotgun scattered approach where everyone's working on different things. That was my takeaway, at least when you're talking through that. So thanks so much for being on the show, Justin. I hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Are you an investor who self-manages and talks to your tenants, 
collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day stuff, well, there's a better way. And that better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One will have the conversations over the phone with your tenants whenever they have issues. And it's also a way where the tenants can pay you directly through an online service. Go to securepayone.com or even better yet, shoot them an email. The email is info, I-N-F-O, at securepayone.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-E-C-U-R-E-P-A-Y-O-N-E.com. And they've got a free 30-day trial for you, securepayone.com. 